something happening here But what it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down I'm C.J. Layton coming to you from inside the secret broadcast cave of the Phantom Radio Studio in Lake Wales, Florida, home of the premier radio bowling talk show. PBA Hall of Famer Len Nicholson started this show in 2002, and since then, he's recorded over 1,200 shows featuring over 400 different guests. That's a literal who's who in bowling. In 1995, Len finished his lane conditioning relationship with the PBA. That same year, John Davis of the Kegel Company requested for his professional lane maintenance guidance, and he's been with Kegel ever since. It's always fun, it's always informative, and now the Phantom and his friends are hosting the Phantom Radio Junior Bowling Club. The Phantom will tell you more. Phantom fans, let's welcome our host, Len Nicholson, the Phantom. Well, thank you, CJ. And a reminder that Phantom Radio is presented by the Cagle Company, the number one lane maintenance company in the world. Well, Phantom fans, this week we have yet another very special guest to talk to as we continue to interview who's who in the world of bowling in each and every area of our great sport. And this week's guest is a man that has been here with us before, and you've heard his extensive bio before. But it's important to know that he has nearly done it all in bowling. He was a scratch player before an unfortunate knee injury kept him from continuing at that level. Then he started coaching in the early 70s, and he's a silver-level USBC coach along with a level three Ritger instructor. And he also taught at the first two super schools. And he's well known around the world for his coaching ability. And he's a mainstay in the top 100 coaches in Bowler's Journal yearly poll. He's even been a lane man on a couple of occasions. He's also a member of the Bowling Writers Association of America. And he's an accomplished bowling writer. And he has over 100 published articles. He's also the proud recipient of the 2008 John Davis Award. So Phantom fans, here is at times a very outspoken but respected Gary the Guru Parsons. Hello Guru, welcome back to the show. Thank you Lenny, thank you for having me again. You know we've got this recording on and uh, you sound great. I haven't seen you for a long time but I saw a glimpse of you and you got a nice white beard. You look very distinguished, my friend. Uh, you look good. Thank you. <laughs> so how's your health, buddy? Uh, for being 75 years old, I st- let me put it this way. I still work seven days a week and nearly 100 hours a week at the pro shop. <laughs> well, you've always been a tireless worker. And I know that how much you love bowling and you have the passion for it like nobody I've ever seen. But you know, having said that, I anticipate that you have something on your mind because you contacted me saying you wanted to talk about something. But before we get to that, I have a question. You know, you go way, way back, and you've known them all over the years. And you were good friends with Bill Bunetta. So can you give us a paragraph or so describing Bill to our new listeners? Actually, let me let me correct you on that. I never met Bill Bonetta. I followed him 
on championship bowling and his coaching. I followed him intensely. Uh, it was one of my greatest disappointments in not being able to meet him. It was my greatest disappointment in bowling, not meeting him and being able to work with him. We were supposed to hook up at a bow expo, but unfortunately he died before he could make it down. Danny Ayers was going to bring him down to a bow expo a number of years ago. And unfortunately he died um, before he could get there, but he he was a great, great instructor. The, the top top three instructors in the fifties, uh, he and Bill, Bill Taylor and John uh, and Chorus, Tom Chorus were the top three instructors in the fifties. He didn't write that much, but um, all, all the old time professional bowlers that I talked to greatly respected Bill Benetti. He's just, he's just an icon in bowling the history of bowling as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he, he certainly was. Um, when I ran the PBA regional program out in the West, it was toward the end of his career. He would come in and practice all three hours and talk to all the fans around the bowling center, sign autographs. What a gentleman he was, well-dressed, and like you said, well-respected. You know, there's, there's another fellow that the youngsters nowadays never got a chance to know, but you were good friends with also – another icon in the sport. Can you give us a paragraph or so for our young listeners about Mo Pinnell? Uh, Mo Pinnell was the creator and the father of the modern-day bowling ball. He was a creative genius when it came to uh, cover stocks and, and the cores in the bowling ball. Uh, I can't say enough about him as far as his creativity. and He pushed the envelope uh, farther than anybody I've known, even farther than Taylor and Chorus did. Uh, Mo was an icon also as well, very oriented toward teaching. And I just, he and I did the advanced pro shop class for Ipsium. It's too bad that class uh, went away because that's one of the great classes I've ever attended. But anyway, uh, Mo, Mo was the father of the modern day bowling ball and he was a creative genius. And I can't say too much more about that. Other fact, that that's who he was. Yeah, well, you're right up there on the Mount Rushmore of all these guys. And I can name a few more, but... I want to take the time up with one of your ideas that you've got, and I know you've had it for a while. You bounced a little bit of it off of me, but, you know, at one time the PBA had a school, and you went to the school, and you learned a little bit about this, you learned a little bit about that. You didn't really have a comprehensive uh, school that you think that they should have had to make it more successful. Uh, if you could, uh, break it down for us, uh, what your ideas are about a what you want, what you want to call a great school that they should have. Okay, Lenny, uh, we had, um, let me let me give you a historical background for this, my, my ideas. In the late 50s, <clears throat> golf was um, considered a third or fourth rate sport, and the PGA decided to go totally professional. They had going uh, to create professional instructors, professional pro shops, and as a foundation for them to go to corporations to have the golfing uh, tours it is now. But the lay foundation was they were going to be professional in their teaching and uh, professional in their pro shops. Bowling did not take that right. And unfortunately, it's probably delayed the foundations for bowling, the PG, PBA not being the great organization that it could have been in the, in the genre of sports. So I've come up with some ideas about what the PBA could do following the golf uh, model. PBA should have two divisions, one professional bowlers that's established. 
but they also should have a division called uh, bowling professionals. In that, these bowling professionals would be um, trained in various domains. You could have a PBA coaching certification program, a PBA pro shop program, a PBA lane maintenance program, PBA management program, and a PBA uh, mechanics program. In each one of those domains, there would be intensive cross training, and that's the key right now, cross training and various methodologies, and I'm going to stick maybe with coaching right now. We have uh, the first domain would be uh, completion of a civil level USBC program, maybe a get liquor level three, two modules, completion of two modules of uh, Joe Warren coaching program, and Kegel, and the teaching training program Kegel home. The next level up would be taking independent courses offered by some of the great coaches right now, like Mark Baker, Bo Yu, Rick Hamlin, uh, Bill Hall. Uh, those, type, those, those coaches, those type of coaches right now, we could take two or three independent courses off of that and two more modules offered by Kegel. Then the third level would be maybe a goal level, completion of the goal level USBC, uh, completion of the Kegel coaching program, and completion of the European Federation coaching program. If, if that was established, if that was established, then um, we can have um, a certified PBA coach, cross-trained, psychology training, dealing with psychology of coaching, also with maybe Dr. Dean coming in and, and giving psychology of coaching, psychology of teaching, so we have each person. I am sick and tired of hearing disciples of various coaches, bad mouth other coaches, other national reputable coaches who offer something. The goal is not to have perfection. The goal is to have completion. And the only way, the only way you're going to get completion is to be, or even a sense of completion, which you never actually can get, is uh, through cross training. And that's what we need to do. Okay. Pro shop, we could have a pro shop domain. You got any comments on that? And then the second, the second domain, which is another thing I have a little bit of working knowledge with, is pro shops. And we can go through have uh, Ipsy of trained pro shops of the first level, Ipsy trained master class, go through the innovative program. I know the innovative program, I'm familiar with that. I'll be Jacobs, Pennsylvania, go through that, and eventually go through an intensive cross training in pro shop classes and get people who have uh, different perspectives on them. And we can do the same thing. We can do the same thing for lane maintenance, which Kago obviously is the leading uh, teacher for lane maintenance, but we can bring in, uh, again, other different perspectives. Uh, management, the BPA, is a master school, which could easily morph into, be morphed into an advanced master school. I attended that last spring. It was very good. And they're also doing mechanic uh, certification as well, and we can do using those, using that as a foundation for mechanics. If a person has completed all these domains and on the highest level, they would become um, a certified PBA sterling uh, bowling professional. But the concentration I have, what I would have by it, because of my background, is coaching and pro shops. Yep. Now, we have a model like this in existence in Korea. And 
Korean Bowl Association, you have to have a sterling working knowledge of ball technology, uh, lane maintenance, coaching to be a professional uh, bowler in Korea. And I will tell you this, and this is going to be a controversial statement. If the, the Koreans are very inclusive in their society and their culture. If the Koreans allowed uh, to come over and bowl in the United States to a PBA tour, we may have a completely different set of uh, star bowlers, I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. Koreans may, the Koreans may have the best bowlers in the world. Mm-hmm. They are intensively trained, and, I, and that's what the PBA needs to do, especially especially under uh, a multi professional uh, model. All right, let, let me let you rest your voice for a minute because I want to interject something that I started in March. Uh, I started working with a bunch of kids, juniors, uh, looking ahead that they're going to be our future. And I started thinking one day that I'm an old man now. and I don't travel to shore anymore, but I've been able to do that and gain some knowledge out there. And then I... I was uh, hired by the uh, Eliminator in Vegas to do that tournament. And then I got hired by uh, Brad Edelman to do the high roller. And then the women's tour had used me for a couple of years. And then uh, as time went by, the PBA started a, a senior tour. So I went out there and I've been involved in all the asset aspects of bowling on the professional level. And I'm looking around I went to a regional tournament for juniors over here in Sacramento in March, and I saw these kids, and I never saw so much talent by little kids 14, 12, 15 years old. Uh, They knew how to drill their balls. They knew about Avalon, all kind of surface techniques. They knew their games were beautiful. There's some great coaches out there coaching, and one of the problems is uh, there's no – Nobody knows about all this that's going on. So I thought to myself, maybe I've got a platform here of a radio show. We can start to bring their attention to everybody around. So since March, we've got 152 members now in the Phantom Radio Club Junior Program. And uh, we started a website. It's a nice website, very professional. It's upgraded every day. And so I, I like to say that it's under construction. But you know what? It's going to be under construction forever because anytime you just sit back and and wait, somebody's going to go by you. So I want to tell the website address so all of our listeners can go out there and check it out. It's kegel.net slash phantomjr. I want you to go there. I've got four people that help run it. It's all volunteers. They got Sam Villarreal. He's that artist that does all the beautiful caricatures. Got Brian Hirsch. He's a he's a young man himself whose son bowls in, in our club. Then we got uh, Dave Kowalski. He's a Hall of Fame coach up in Michigan. They got seven thousand junior bowlers up there, and he's got the passion for the game just like all of us. And the only thing I want to say, Gary, about what you're saying is. You know, I love the idea. When the Microsoft took over in 2000, one of the problems I noticed right away was there were executives that came in and they didn't take anybody else's advice of what to do. They never contacted any of the officials from the PBA. 
they didn't know anything about lane maintenance. Everything was their idea. And one of the things I'm finding a problem with is if it's not their idea, they're not going to use it. So this is a great idea. How can we get this idea of yours into the PBA office and have them start this up? Because that's what we need, exactly what you're talking about. Well, uh, Mike, let's listen to this. Uh, he would be the contact person. He would be the contact He's the junior program for PBA. Yes, he does. And, yeah, yeah. And, and some instructional stuff. I hope that he's listening to this. And so uh, that, would be, that would be the contact person. Uh, Junior programs, locally, Billy Gaston, when he was in D.C., did a marvelous job in educating, he and Danny Wiseman did a marvelous job in educating youth boys, and we're going to produce a couple, from that group, we're going to produce a couple national champions, I can tell you that. But this is what's necessary. I mean, Billy Gaston's got a, a program going for, for uh, high school bowling, junior college, and we just need uh, a program set up. And it's not going to be easy. This is, this is, we're not going to have this easy program which everybody gets a degree. Because when I was doing the advanced program with Mo, we had a comprehensive test. And those people who answered those questions, those 25, 30 questions, they knew their stuff. And this is what's necessary. This is what's necessary. But the key emphasis, again, is cross-training. Just because, just because one coach comes up with some new ideas and it's advanced and they and has some rapport with professional bowlers. They do not have a complete understanding of coaching because nobody does. Nobody does. (laughs) And that's what we we need to be cross-trained. And if that takes place, we'll have a synergetic effect where we will will produce uh, coaching methodologies that will be unbelievable in the future. That's what the golf did, and that's what the Koreans are doing doing now. So... um, that's that's a, a Mike Smith. He can contact me. I can go over with the, the program. But it's, it's detailed. But again, I'm it's not six stone. You have to do exactly what I say. But this is again, it's an outline of what needs to be done to create actually respect for bowling or as a sport. Um, this is what golf did in the '60s, and bowling needs to do this now. Uh, bowling needs to do this now to create the respect that needs to. That it deserves, and turn the atmosphere around, turn the sport around, and create the right positive atmosphere for bowling. So let me ask you this: While we're talking about the same same, same thing, uh, do you have a relationship with Mike Sleds at all? Do you know him? Yeah, I, I, I've met him. Before, yes, I've he met him. he's a great guy. He's very knowledgeable. He's been around forever himself. I I told him about my program, and I don't have a program where we're going to have tournaments. We just want to give visibility to these kids somehow. Maybe a millionaire will come along and throw us a whole bunch of money to have a tournament. But we want the visual people to know all about these kids. There's so many good ones out there, these juniors, and we need to cultivate. We need to cultivate them so because they're the next generation. So uh, I, if if he doesn't contact you, I'll contact Mike myself. I got a note right here. To get a hold of you, I'll give him your number. We need to put you two together and get something going here. Uh, how about Mike, uh, Tom Clark? Do you have a relationship with Tom? I've met Tom before. We talked a little bit, but I don't know him. I don't know him that well, but I, we've met. 
Oh. Yeah, if Tom's open, Tom and Mike would be the perfect people to do this. Again, and we could, the PBA can charge people for taking these classes and get a, a cut from this. So it wouldn't be a losing proposition immediately for the PBA. Uh, everywhere I go, there seems to be, I mean, Dale had, when I was, Dale had a module for one of his um, uh, certification programs. And, you know, there was, I think, about 30 people in that class. Everywhere I go, there seems to be a turnout for these classes. And so it's, it's, it's there. The interest is there. It's just a matter of correlating it, putting it together, putting together a sophisticated program, and which means something, which means something that they can be certified, that our certification actually carries weight. And the PBA certification would carry a lot of weight, but it, I don't want to make it water down. That's all. Oh, I don't blame you. You're you're right on track with what you're talking about, and we and you're right. Uh, this comprehensive program is exactly what is needed, and you know, like I said, uh, the idea is to sell it to somebody because I have found this out over the years, and I know you have too. A lot of times, if it's not their idea, they don't like it. You got to make it. You got to make it their idea somehow. Well, they would say. I don't need the credit for it. I mean, you know me. I, you tell me. I, I, I don't push. I don't promote myself enough. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, you know, I don't. I know where it's coming from, and my my friends know where it's coming from. So that's you know. That's right. Yeah. Well, maybe this will maybe this will start the ball rolling. Let's give it a week. If Mike doesn't, Mike Sled doesn't get a hold of you, I'll get a hold of him because I know he listens to the show. Uh, in fact, uh, we, we're working together with these kids. In fact, uh, when they sign up with, with my group, it's free. My group is totally free. And if they sign up to be a member, we give them prizes. And I told Tom about it. I, I, yeah, I told uh, Mike Sleds about that. He says, I'll give you all the prizes you need. We need to work together. I says, yes, we do. It, it just bothered me. Uh, Microsoft came on with all those millions of dollars. They never changed anything, and they never went deep like you. You got these ideas, and I, I love your ideas, part. So let's get on the ball and do it. You know, I, I can still see on the clock. We got a couple minutes left. Um, what I want to do is just uh, thank you again for coming on the show. If anybody needs to contact you, uh, who knows? Somebody might be sitting there wondering, you know, how can I get involved in that? I want to talk to this Gary Parsons. Uh, do you mind giving out your email address or your phone number? No, it's a G Parsons, G, the number two, at Hotmail is the email address. And the shop number is 301-277-7349. Okay, and you're in the Baltimore area, correct? Okay, well, you got to be careful back there from what I understand. All right, listen, you know, um, I'm going to give you the closing arc, uh, word of a minute or so from now, but I, I just want to let you know anytime you need to come on and announce anything, you got an open door policy with me, which you've always had. We spent too long since we've talked, but let's get this thing going. The only way to get it going is through publicity and some good conversation. So let's get the right people, Mike and, and Tom Clark. 
and, and open their ears. Very good. Okay. Very good. I'm all in favor of it. Let's do it. All right. Go ahead. Give us a closing word if you want. Yeah, I just had a listeners. We, the PBA needs to expand to be a truly professional organization, and that includes teaching and running professional pro shops like Golf did. And Golf Boom, another aspect of Golf, they went into a, uh, a promotion of charity events. So the PBA could do that. Obviously, you can't win 40,000 people in a bowl uh, like they did in the golf course. But the PBA needs to expand. It needs to expand their horizon. And uh, the visions for the future, including uh, a strong program in late, uh, and coaching post ops, lane maintenance, management, uh, and, and, and mechanics. That's my vision, and that's what the PBA needs to do to restore, increase their own publicity and to help bowling turn around, turn around to make it the sport that it once was in the early 60s. Very good, Barge. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I look forward to talking to you again in the very near future. As I hope this thing gets rolling. I want to thank my sponsors, Storm Bowling, and also Brad Edelman from the High Roller for being with us for 23 years now that we've been on the air. Uh, they've been with us every step of the way. We appreciate all their help. And I'll be talking to you, Gary. Uh, I appreciate you being on with us. And for all the bowlers out there, Good luck and good bowling and happy new year. We appreciate all that you guys do. We got to make this the best sport in the world, the most participation sport again it used to be. For Phantom Radio, this is the Phantom. When you're down and troubled and you need some love and care and nothing. Well, nothing is going right Close your eyes and think of me And soon